Would you join me in prayer? Dear God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock, our redeemer, our lover of prayer. Amen. Question. Have you ever been walking down the street and in making accidental eye contact with the person walking towards you, you smile to them? Or maybe you wave or you nod or give some sort of gesture recognizing that you just made contact, only to have them completely ignore you? Or worse, give you that concerned look. I cannot tell you how many times this has happened to me since I've moved to Boston. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking, well, this is New England. But I just find that so unsatisfying. Or what about this? What about when somebody does actually speak to you but instead of just a hello or hi, it's, hey, how's it going? As if it's all one word. When I first moved here from Pennsylvania, and I'll tell you, the mid-Atlantic culture is not that different from New England, it took me a little while to realize the appropriate response was not, oh, um, pretty good, thanks, how are you? They weren't really asking how I was. That phrase has simply come to mean hello, or hey, it's a general acknowledgement rather than an actual invitation to see how you're doing. Sometimes it's a little hard to connect to one another in this, even in this digital age. And occasionally, I think we can sometimes treat our faith like that interaction on the street with a stranger. Sometimes it's easier to just stay focused on ourselves and let people pass us by. But I think when that happens, or when we don't genuinely care about asking how someone is and ask emptily, we miss an opportunity to connect with that person, extending the warmth and hospitality that is Christ. I think prayer and the way we pray together is the connective tissue that strengthens communities and keeps us tethered to God. I believe that prayer is any form of communication or expression that has God at its core. Especially important is when we pray for each other. That intentional, how are you? I care about you. You are being thought of even when it's to a stranger. The James passage from today offers why this intercessory prayer, prayer for others, is such a key part to living out our faith. The way that I understand this passage, everything about it relates to the way we engage and interact with one another faithfully. It's not about the way individuals relate to God but rather to each other, with God at the core. I understand James to be saying that we are stronger together 
than we could ever hope to be when we are apart. Are you sick? Call the elders. They will anoint you with oil, a healing balm. Confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another so that you may be well. The Message Bible uses the words so that you can live together healed and whole. Most scholars agree that James was written for the early church, people living in the first century, who probably identified as being Jewish, or at least were certainly familiar with Jewish law and custom. According to Jewish author Amy Jill Levine, writing in the Jewish annotated New Testament, the Jewish audience of James would have only known God to be the source to pardon confession. Thus, it seems that James is doing something kind of radical here because it seems that he is suggesting we each have the capacity to do what God does, to heal each other through listening to each other's prayers, confessions included. And that healing doesn't have to happen through prayer with God exclusively, but rather it's enough to listen and truly hear one another. This likens us to God, I think, or at the very least makes us partners with God in healing this world. It's probably no surprise to most of you that we engage in intercessory prayer every week in our service with prayers of the people, extending our horizons to those who need prayers in our community and beyond, intentionally bringing the outside inward. Thinking of those who need healing and a loving word. I think this passage might also be indicating that not only are we partners with God, but we each have a little bit of God in us. It's commonly said that God is in all things, so it seems no surprise that we might have God in us. But what if it means that we have the power of God in us? The power to listen to each other and to have it truly matter. The power to witness and hear the shortcomings that others confess and offer them compassion, understanding, and forgiveness in return. That's the power of God. And what if it's saying when we use that power inside each of us that we are stronger and better together than we could ever hope to be when we're apart? During the Lenten prayer groups, this week we explored prayer in writing. And we were asked to look at a list of different prayers and to choose one that stood out to us the most. I chose St. Patrick's Prayer, apt considering it is on Thursday, which goes like this. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, 
Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in the eyes that see me. Christ in every ear that hears me. This means that there is Christ in the, hey, how are you? Christ in the prayer of care and compassion for others, and Christ in the way that we relate to one another. For those of you who have been able to join worship on Thursday evenings in our chapel, we've been practicing intercessory prayer each week. Usually we pray for the concerns that we have for others. Then we offer prayers of thanksgiving and celebration, ones that we want to lift up. And lastly, we pray for hope. Hope for someone else, hope for ourselves, hope for our world. Even in the simple act of listening to each other's concerns and joys and wishes, it's an act of healing, of God healing the world through us. Today, I'm going to invite you to try another form of intercessory prayer through a guided meditation. I encourage you to participate as much as you feel comfortable and to be open with possibly trying something new. If you would prefer to draw or to write, that is welcomed. Whatever will help you deepen into thought and intention during this time. So I encourage you to go ahead and center your hearts and your minds now, to take a moment to gather yourselves. You may want to close your eyes, place both feet on the ground, find a relaxed and comfortable position for your hands, perhaps resting on your thighs or at your side. And take a few slow, and deep breaths. Listen for your heartbeat. Feel your body sitting firmly on the pew. Allow yourself to feel open to what may come. And should you find your mind wandering at any point, that is fine. Invite yourself to come back to this breath, to this place, and to introduce yourself into the prayers again. Take another deep breath in and release it gently. Seek to slow your thoughts down and to be with a stillness. <coughs> Open yourself to the idea of hearing a still, small voice or a voice of quiet stillness from within.
And while in this place, allow the thought of a person you know very well, someone you know and love, to come into your consciousness. You don't need to force it. Allow it to come on its own. This person can be living or have since passed. And once you have your person, ask God, what is it that you should be praying for? You might hear words. You might become aware of a feeling. You might get an an idea for something you should do. Perhaps you might even see an image. Whatever may come up, pray that prayer. You might want to say, this is what I wish for you, or this is what I pray for you, this is what I hope for you, or any other words that feel genuine to you in this moment. I invite you to focus on your intentions and hopes for this person, allowing yourself to feel whatever emotions might come up when you do so. Take another deep breath in. And exhale slowly. I now invite you to repeat the same process, this time thinking of a person that you're in conflict with. This can be someone who is close to you, someone who might be far away. Although the thought of a person, allow the thought of the person you are in conflict with to come into your consciousness naturally, without effort. And once you know who that person is, ask God again, what is it you should be praying for? Being open to words feelings, ideas, images, or whatever else might come to mind. And whatever that may be, pray that prayer. Again, focus on your intentions and your hopes for that person. allowing yourself to feel whatever it is that might come up.
Take another cleansing breath in. And release out. I invite you to repeat this process one last time. This time thinking of a person you don't know well. Allow the thought of someone you don't know to come to your mind. Letting it come on its own. And ask God once more, what is it that I should be praying for? Perhaps it's a new prayer, one different than before. Is it a sensation or maybe a word? Might it have music or does it carry silence? Whatever it is, pray that prayer. Focus on the intentions and hopes that you have for this person. This is what I wish for you. This is what I pray for you. This is what I hope for you. <clears throat>